Have you ever thought of words as the bricks and writing as the structure that they form? Merging vocabulary with writing is like crafting a masterpiece with the finest materials. When students are able to enrich their writing with intriguing vocabulary, their ideas can take off and soar to new places and their expressions gain so much depth. Plus, Using vocabulary in writing ensures retention as the act of writing actually engages the brain differently by solidifying word understanding. It's literally a beautiful execution when both vocabulary and writing can be merged. This is because words bring precision, they bring clarity, and they bring color to writing, while writing offers words a place to display their best forms. So today, we are diving into the benefits of combining this powerful duo and the lasting impacts and improvements it can have on your students. If you are ready, I will meet you inside. Welcome to the Literacy Dive podcast, a podcast for educators who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing instruction. I'm your host, Megan a true lover of all things literacy. Join me each week as we dive into teaching tips, engaging ideas, and actionable step-by-step strategies and examples to help you close the gap and lead confidently with best practices. I'm all about keeping things simple and digestible so that you can implement what you learn here as soon as tomorrow. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. Today, we are discussing the fourth and final part in this vocabulary series, but do not worry, there will be future episodes on vocabulary because that is how important it is. If you are joining for the first time or might have missed a few episodes, I want to recap the first three episodes or the first three parts of the series. Part one focused on understanding vocabulary and the role that it plays in our classrooms and in our lives, and you can listen to episode 145 to learn more about that. Part two focused on debunking common myths and misconceptions about vocabulary, which was actually necessary because it allows us to see how critical this instruction is for our students once we get all of those false remarks and false statements out of our conditioned brains. And that was all shared in episode 146. In episode 147 last week, which was part three, I shared strategies and activities to try that would help you to integrate vocabulary instruction seamlessly into your classroom. That is definitely an episode you want to listen to if you missed it. I also shared a link at theliteracydive.com slash vocabulary, where I put together a small sample of a vocabulary resource that can be used in whole group, small group, or independently. So make sure to download that free sample through that link, or you can use the link in the show notes. And that free sample is actually heavily going to support the topic of today. So now we are entering part four, which is specifically highlighting and focusing on the benefits of merging vocabulary and writing together to create a powerful experience for your students. And also it's kind of like an incredible knocking out two birds with one stone execution for you. If you haven't caught on by now, I'm using a lot of descriptive wording and variety of ways to illustrate how vocabulary can change statements and information. 
and anything else a person wants to convey to an audience. So I'm going to keep on with that trend because we're finally at the end of this series and I'm not going to hold back on y'all right now. So first, I want you to know that vocabulary choice can truly elevate the quality of writing students are encouraged to produce. This is because vocabulary is not merely a list of words. It is the very existence of expression and comprehension in the written form. When we provide students with a strong vocabulary, we are offering them the biggest box of crayons that is full of colors, each one representing a different shade of meaning, of tone, and clarity for them. Think of your students as an artist. Their choice of vocabulary can be likened to their selection of hues that are available to them. So the more colors they have access to, the more colorful their language is going to be. Now, keeping with this analogy of your students being an artist, just as subtle differences in color can change the entire mood of a painting, profound vocabulary choices can dramatically alter the impact of their writing all in the same. Now, I want you to consider a simple sentence, such as, she walked into the room. Now, if I infuse it with more descriptive vocabulary, she sauntered into the room with an air of confidence. The sentence comes alive. The reader not only sees, but feels that action happening. This is the power of vocabulary. It transforms static descriptions into vivid images that can be visualized in a reader's mind. Moreover, vocabulary is a critical tool for precision and for uniqueness in writing. It allows students to move beyond those general descriptions and into the realm of detailed expression. For instance, instead of writing something simple like big, we probably see that in student writing all the time, a student might use the word colossal, or instead of using the word small, they might use the word minute. These choices help the reader to see exactly what the writer intends without that ambiguity. We do not want the interpretation to be crossed or to be muddied or to be confused. We want it to be clear. And when students are encouraged to play with vocabulary, they learn to perceive and to appreciate the power in their language choices. They become more skilled at tailoring their language to their audience, to their purpose, and to the context. This is going to span far beyond an academic exercise. It literally becomes a life skill that enables them to communicate more effectively. It allows them to think more critically and to engage more deeply with the world around them. This is why it's important that as teachers, we emphasize vocabulary. We don't want to just create sentences that are basic. We want to design breathtaking and captivating sentences that are then going to go on to support strong and sturdy paragraphs. Vocabulary will shape the precision of their words and the power of their ideas. So next, I want you to think about this. Different genres of writing have their unique vocabulary demands, so exploring how vocabulary enhances writing is something to keep at the top of our minds. Every single genre of writing can be thought of as a different country. Each genre is going to have its own customs, its own traditions, and its own language. 
I feel like I have to constantly make these analogies or these comparisons to help children learn this concept. And so I'm actually really excited that I can model this and be able to do this with you here today. But just as you would need to learn a few phrases of Italian to navigate Rome comfortably, students need to master the unique vocabulary of a genre to communicate effectively within it. Otherwise, you're going to end up lost. You're going to end up confused, uninterested, and that is not a place that we want our audience to be when we are writing. At the same time, we don't want to lose their attention due to the simplicity of our words and the basic sentence structures, because honestly, it can become monotonous and just boring. I love examples, so let's think about this with narrative writing. This type of writing is like storytelling around a campfire. It requires descriptive words that paint vivid images and evoke these emotions, strong emotions, painful emotions, scared emotions, whatever it might be, and it's going to immerse the reader or the audience listening into that experience. Now, persuasive writing, on the other hand, is similar to like being on a debate stage where strong, assertive language and domain-specific terms are employed to convince and command attention. This pays attention to the issue that is up for debate and thinking specifically about both sides, then taking a stance and persuading others to think in the direction as you. This requires a different style of writing, but also a way different style of vocabulary than narrative writing. Then we have expository writing, which is comparable to me to like a museum guide, requiring clear, informative, and topic-specific vocabulary that is intended to educate and to explain. This needs to be written with precision, and it has to follow a flow where the reader or audience can leave fully understanding facts or information about that topic. In the last episode, 147, this is where thematic vocabulary plays a major role because it is needed to bring more awareness to specific topics and to convey the details appropriately. Meanwhile, when it comes to poetic writing, vocabulary and the words used are expected to dance like in a ballet. Through the use of figurative language and descriptive correlations between different words and ideas, this type of genre will be executed in a way where writing will allow for thought-provoking interpretations and for reflection to occur. Oftentimes, poetry is not supposed to be very literal, and so you are using your vocabulary and language and what you know about how different words work. You're putting those together to create this story that really has you thinking about why the author used certain words and certain phrases, and it's just written in a different format. And if I had to guess, I'm just going to take a stab and a shot in the dark and say that these are actual genres that you are required and responsible to teach your students. And so now that you know that vocabulary plays a major role in this, it's going to be exciting to add this into writing. Now, just as I just illustrated, each of these genres has its own lexicon, a set of vocabulary that students must become familiar with to write authentically within that genre. And when students learn to use the right dialect of vocabulary in their writing, they can effectively transport their readers to the intended destination of understanding and feeling. 
So teaching the unique vocabulary demands of different genres is essential for literacy and it's helpful, helpful, helpful for your students. It's going to empower them to shift gears seamlessly between the languages of storytelling, argumentation, exposition, and poetry. And with this skill, they become not just writers, but skilled translators of thought and purpose and being able to use that to guide and drive and influence the word choices that they do decide to use. In a way, they truly transform into these experts at choosing the right linguistic tools for the task at hand. And it's so incredible that you get to be a part of helping them become experts. Hey teachers, I'm interrupting this episode for a quick moment because if you're listening to this podcast, then I'll bet you have students who dread writing time. Or maybe you are out of ideas, time, and energy when it comes to planning your writing block. You work so hard, so for once, give yourself the gift of having the planning done for you. My monthly writing prompts are trusted by hundreds of teachers and are a no-prep way to spark your students' interest in writing while highlighting special days that occur worldwide. The best part? There's a prompt for every single day of the year. Did I mention that it's already done for you? So what are you waiting for? Head to theliteracydive.com slash prompts to grab your year-long bundle of writing prompts. Let's shift gears and think about this big idea. Giving students any opportunity to simulate real-world writing tasks are going to do nothing but strengthen your students' brainstorming and execution skills while thinking about their audience and or their purpose for writing. Yes, merging vocabulary with their writing tasks can promote growth in both of these areas. Writing tasks come in the form of writing prompts. And in this instance, using intentional vocabulary prompts can serve as the gateway to the real world, transforming abstract writing tasks into practical exercises that mirror the communication challenges students will face beyond the classroom. To break that down in simpler terms, when we use vocabulary prompts that simulate real world scenarios, we're not just teaching students to write, We are preparing them to engage with a world that demands clarity, precision, and relevance in communication. And while writing about the scenario, they now have the new language at their disposal to use when speaking orally to others. Imagine a prompt that asks a student to compose a letter to a local government official about a community issue using persuasive vocabulary. This isn't merely a writing task. It's actually a rehearsal for an active citizenship campaign. Students must select words that convey urgency, articulate concern, and propose solutions, thereby applying the persuasive power of language to affect that change that they want to see. For your students, this could be also composing a letter to a school administrator about a school issue still using persuasive vocabulary. The strong emotion that is required for that type of letter writing is going to result in the word choices that they choose, like saying, this needs immediate attention, or this is an urgent matter, versus saying, this is a problem. The words immediate attention, or 
urgent matter spark more action-taking intensity than just saying, this is a problem. We need to make that visible and audible for our students, and so they have to be able to understand this level of complexity with how vocabulary really can enhance you speaking and making change in the world. Or consider a prompt that involves crafting a product description for a new invention. Students are going to then dive into the role of innovators and marketers, using descriptive and technical vocabulary to highlight the invention's unique features and appeal to potential consumers. So this is more than just an exercise in creativity. It's an initiation into the world of entrepreneurship and business communication. Your students' words are going to result in an investor wanting to partner with them or to customers, those consumers, wanting to immediately buy into that product. Similarly, prompts that ask students to write informational blog posts on that current scientific discovery or current event are going to require them to sift through some technical jargon and present complex ideas in an accessible way to their readers. They become translators of specialized knowledge bridging the gap between expert and novice, or a beginner who has no foundational knowledge on that topic. So by using vocabulary prompts rooted in real-world context, you can begin equipping students with a powerful execution of using vocabulary within their word choices to reach the intended audience successfully and with mastery. These tasks inspire students to draw from their growing vocabulary collection, not only to meet the demands of the assignment and getting a grade for the gradebook, but to prepare for the different and complex writing tasks they're going to encounter in their personal, academic, and future professional lives. So in essence, writing prompts are more than just practice. They are a training ground for life where the power of word choice is no longer just about crafting a sentence, it is setting them up for bigger endeavors. Next, I want to dive into using the feedback loop. Now, this is a dynamic and reciprocal teaching strategy between vocabulary and writing that turns every written assignment into a powerful learning experience. It blends expression and comprehension reinforcing the relationship between newly acquired words and their effective use. If you have never heard about the feedback loop, I want to quickly explain it. The feedback loop in the context of vocabulary and writing instruction is a continuous cycle that involves teaching, application, feedback, and improvement. Here's a breakdown of each stage. In the area of teaching, Initially, students are taught new vocabulary words, their meanings, and how they are used in context. This stage involves direct instruction, exploration, and initial practice. Then when you move into application, students are required to apply their understanding of these words by using them in writing tasks. This application is significant because it allows students to put into practice what they've learned in a way that is meaningful and requires higher order thinking. Then comes the feedback. After students have attempted to use this new vocabulary in their writing, they receive feedback on their usage. Now, feedback should be specific, it should be timely, and it should be constructive. 
It highlights not only incorrect usage, but also celebrates the correct usage and understanding of that word. And then comes improvement. And I love this stage because based on the feedback, students can then revise their work, make those improvements, and refine their understanding and usage of that vocabulary. Now, this might involve reteaching or further clarification from you as their teacher if necessary, but it's also important to remember that even a well-written sentence, think about your student who is like your top writer, that sentence can still use revisions to make it become better, or they can start experimenting with a lot of variety. And then at the end of all of that, the cycle is going to continue with the next piece of writing, further application, more feedback, and ongoing improvement. So over time, this loop is going to help to solidify a student's grasp and retention of that vocabulary. Again, if you've never heard the feedback loop, it gets applied to several different areas within education even, but it's a major pedagogical strategy because it involves active learning and self-correction. And so I would highly recommend you dive into that and see how you can apply that into other areas that you are required to teach and see if that feedback loop can be that bridge that's going to help your students make that correction and help them to see where those different parts lie that they need to do a little bit of correcting with. But instead of learning vocabulary in isolation, students will get to see the direct impact of their word choices in their communication and are guided toward more effective usage of them. So this ongoing cycle helps to deepen their understanding and it encourages them to take ownership of their learning. So that is why I just love it so much for the context of bridging these two forms together. Writing is the test drive for the new vocabulary, and this is where students take the theoretical understanding of a word and put it into practice. And as they write, they experiment with the words in different contexts, learning through trial and error the variations of connotation, the sensitivity of their tone, and the precision of their meaning. This is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. If vocabulary learning is the acquisition of new cars or words, in this case for students, then writing is the chance to drive them on various roads, and those roads are the different contexts. And that is all to see how they perform. So feedback, and this process is like the GPS guiding these test drives. When you as their teacher can provide feedback on the use of vocabulary in writing, that feedback is going to offer directions for improvement highlighting missed turns, and affirm successful navigation. This feedback is vital as it helps students understand not just if they use the word correctly, but how effectively it conveyed their intended message. I also want to share that the feedback loop fosters metacognition as students reflect on their word choices. They begin to ask themselves evaluative questions like, does this word fit the context? Does it convey the right emotion or idea? Is there a better word to use? And this reflective practice embeds vocabulary deeper into their cognitive framework, making it more likely that they will be able to retrieve and use these words in the future. The loop completes when students revise their work, applying the feedback that they have received. This revision phase is more than mere editing. It's an opportunity for students to engage actively with their vocabulary choices to refine and polish their word selections until their sentences read with clarity 
and precision. By embracing the feedback loop in vocabulary instruction, you can cultivate a ground where vocabulary growth and writing skills flourish and thrive together. It turns every writing task into a chance to deepen vocabulary knowledge and every feedback session into a stepping stone toward mastering that language. So it's incredible. I hope you enjoyed this episode as it wraps up this vocabulary series. Again, I could talk for hours and days about the importance, benefits, and strategies to engage students in vocabulary, but I hope this sparks something within you to begin the process of intentionally introducing and utilizing vocabulary in a way that you know will have a lasting impact on your students. I want to leave you with a few reminders before I go. The merging of vocabulary with writing is transformative. We can definitely empower our students with understanding that crafting pieces for different purposes will absolutely be effective if they prioritize using richer tones of vocabulary and expression. Every writing genre has its own flavor, and it can be spiced up with vocabulary. Practice makes almost perfect, or at least way better than not practicing at all, and this means that using regular writing exercises will solidify vocabulary acquisition. Giving feedback and having students become self-reflective in regard to their word choices in writing is going to be necessary. You can enhance vocabulary while polishing writing skills, which is a winning combo and such a dream come true. Do not forget to download and use the free vocabulary set that I put together for you, as this can just jumpstart this power move of combining writing and vocabulary together. The link for your download is theliteracydive.com slash vocabulary. I cannot wait to be back with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to click that follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Until the next episode, we can hang out over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive, and you can search The Daily Writing Disguise in your web browser to dive into a stockpile of creative writing activity collections created by me with student engagement in mind. For literacy resources and support, you can search The Literacy Dive on TPT. I'll catch you in the next episode.